Hi, this is Annie Fox for Family Confidential, Secrets of Successful Parenting. My guest today is Stephanie Rock. Stephanie is the founder and creative director of It's All Good Media. She is also the creator of the award-winning series, Let's Go Chipper, a 21st century learning mobile app series with supporting DVDs, books, and events that inspire conscientiousness and environmental stewardship in children. Hi, Stephanie. Welcome to Family Confidential. Thank you. It's great to be here. Well, I'm excited to talk to you about unplugging because, first of all, it's been raining tons here, and we need it here in Northern California for sure. But I'm thinking, you know, kids, especially on the weekends and in the evenings, can't go out, um, maybe get a little cabin fever. Um, The easiest thing is to plug in and entertain yourself. And you're saying, "Mm, maybe not all the time. Talk to me. Exactly. Maybe not all the time is right. There's certainly a place for media, electronics, your apps, but I think if a parent can establish a good discipline with their child so they have a few things before they get to those electronics, it's a better approach to getting through the day and at the end of the day, everybody will feel more connected. So the simple thing of adding some music into day when it's a rainy day to puzzles and games are just top of mind and really easy go-tos that parents should think about. Now, when you talk about puzzles and games, um, kids will say, well, I've got puzzles and games on my tablet. And you're saying, "Mm, maybe, maybe there are other kinds of puzzles and games we could be doing as a family. Exactly. And I think that goes to a few things that the parents need to think about when it comes to themselves and how they need to participate in some of these activities. It's really easy to just let your child go off and do that puzzle on their phone, but the time you give to that moment when they really need to have that connection is going to come back to you so much more later. So I say you go into the closet and pull out some of the games or puzzles. Find one from your own childhood and bring it to the floor or take Welcome everybody, pull up the chairs and play. Most games only take 15 minutes to a half an hour and we all have that in our day. And the time you give during that play is also an opportunity to go back into your own traditions and be able to talk a little bit about yourself, which a lot of kids don't get today. And it's really fun to share your own stories as a child and uh, you know why this game was important or what you all did as kids together when you played, what happened when you got really mad when you lost the game. <laughs> you know, you, you have a lot of uh, flashbacks you can, uh, you know, call upon to help your kids connect and make it really joyful. You know, this is great. I'm, I'm picturing this lovely scene. I know on the floor. I'm a big floor sitter, so you know I I love this idea of getting close and um, talking about as you just said. You know, here's how I handle disappointment. Um, You know, here's what my parents taught me about not rubbing it in when you win. No, no, don't have to do the chicken dance in the end zone and make everybody else feel worse about losing. Um, But I'm almost thinking that that parents. Gosh, you know, we're as plugged in as our kids. And the idea of stopping even for just a half an hour, pull out Mousetrap or even going back further to Candyland, saying, oh, right. you know, either they think it's boring or that my kids will be bored. Um, so how, how do we encourage parents more to go for it? Well, you have to look at your day. And if you really go back to scheduling out what your day is supposed to look like, you need to put it 
some of the moments where you're going to press pause or stop completely so you actually can turn to your child. And by this, I mean, if the computer's a distraction for you, if the phone is a distraction for you, put it in the closet. Open up the closet and pull out that game and say, look, mommy's going to put her laptop right where Candyland is. You know mommy's going to need her computer again later and Candyland's going to go back into the closet. But right now, this is what we're going to play. I stay up really late at night sometimes because of the time that I will pause with my own work and give to the kids. And especially when it comes to that late afternoon where they may have come home from school, done a little bit of homework, and they're just, you know, wanting to goof off a little bit. The simple act of making a quesadilla Mm -hmm. together and saying, you know what, let's go play cards. I have a 10-year-old. She gets frustrated with math. We play 21. I love that game. (laughs) You pull out the cards because it, it actually is math. And so after we played 21 for a while, we decided to play 56. And then we played 74 and then we played 125 because it required us to take the game beyond just a few cards and try and get through the entire deck of saying, hit me and then add it up. (laughs) It took something that was a card game and then it turned it into a little bit of math. So I had some fun. I got to separate from my work. It still kept my brain going and it also brought math into my child's day in a way that was joyful. So when we went back to homework and sat side by side, she had this new enthusiasm to say, wait, I can solve this problem. I can do it. Yeah. 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 And it just puts a positive moment into, um, you know, what could be a maybe stressful day where everybody just wants to go to their corner and plug in, but instead just say, you know what, let's put a little play into the moment. Let's just let go. Mm -hmm. There's always time to get back to what those daily to do's are. No, this is great. And, and, you know, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a minute, Stephanie, because, you know, the idea of saying, okay, mommy's going to put her laptop here in the closet next to Candyland, and you know I'm going to need my computer later, so we're going to do this now. That's going to work great with a three, four, five, and a six-year-old. But um, a lot of my listeners are the parents of tweens. And if you haven't been um, doing this unplugging routine, with a family and all of a sudden you say, okay, from now on at this time for this amount of time, um, we're going to put the uh, electronics away and play a game. I think you're going to realistically get some pushback. What do you think? I think I do get pushed back because I happen to have a 16-year-old also. So I've got the bookends of an early uh, embracer of technology with my younger daughter. And then I do have the 16-year-old. And when it comes to the plugging in and her favorite shows that she has to see because she won't have anything to talk about at school tomorrow, I say, sorry, when you get your work done... (laughs) then you can go back to it. And I think this is one of the biggest takeaways that the parent should have is that right to say no. Yeah. Did you see how my jaw dropped when you said sorry and you did it with such panache? Yeah. It's like, okay, you don't have to feel guilty. Um, You don't have to say it in a way like you're expecting a big battle. Um, I, I think this is great. So when we take a leadership role in the family and speak with confidence, this is the way it's going to be. And hey, you know what? You'll survive. It's going to be 30 minutes or until you finish your homework or, you know, until we finish this time as a family. Then you go back to it. Right. And we say schoolwork may be a chore, but once you're done with the chore, you can do more. And my 16-year-old, because we've said it since she was very little, rolls her eyes. And then 
I I definitely bring, you know, light humor and sarcasm into it. And I love emojis. You know, I've become a big fan of emojis. So I'll do a quirky emoji face and just say, emoji wink. And she'll look at me and roll her eyes again. <laughs> but at the end of the day, the, you know, the definitive no is easier for her to swallow. And ultimately, they'll come back to maybe asking you a question about their homework. You know, so give yourself that right to say no. So it's important. not a not now. It's not a never. never. It's just not at this moment because you're really helping your child at the end of the day with executive function skills, with with the um, better ability to stay organized and really helping them focus. So when you take away that distraction, because they're at an age where they might not have that ability to say no to it. I still say yes to candy and I know I should say no, but if I put it away, if I absolutely say no, you can't have it now, you kind of settle into what you really need at this moment takes practice, but ultimately it helps build a good routine. I think this is really great because a lot of parents, because their kids want them to feel this way, is that this is a punishment that we're taking away social media or the tech toys or any screen. What did I do wrong? How come you're punishing me? And we feel guilty from denying them this thing. But the way you just framed it, you're really helping and serving the development of the child by giving them some spaces in between this very sticky and addictive activity to give them some breathing room to help their brain interact with what's around them in different ways and and help them learn some self-discipline. I think it's great to think about it this way rather than, oh, I'm a bad parent, I took this away. Exactly. You know, we love this conversation. It is the best job you can have in the world because you are going to achieve success when you say no, put parameters in place, create boundaries so they can be boundless. At the end of the day, your job is to turn out this wonderfully, emotionally capable, independent, emerging adult. And by giving them a place where they create their own boundaries, ultimately, that is so incredibly empowering. So the pain at the end of the day of that no is like a quick Band-Aid coming off when you think about (laughs) where it is in their entire life. Just do it. You know, just practice saying no with your child and even laugh through it. You know, acknowledge that, hey, there are times where I just want to blow off everything. It's it's never going to go away. But right now, this is what we're going to do. So let's all work together and just stay focused on what our responsibility is at this moment. Then we'll move on. It's okay. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking of two two things that um, kids want to gravitate towards with their and and um, they they want to. Well, it's one thing they want to gravitate towards. It, it it's either it's the game entertainment part of it, um, right. and it's a social media connection with their friends and right. and what they should probably be doing more of is connecting with their family and doing their academic or, or around the house responsibilities. And so for, for you to have a rule, and we had the same with our kids. It was mostly with my daughter, who was very, very social. Um, she wanted to be talking with her friends all the time. And so the rule was always, you finish your homework first. Right. Okay. Um, there were no smartphones back then, so it, it's a little easier to just, you know, take the phone, the landline, out of her room and say, okay, you know, I'll take messages and uh, you'll get it back when your homework's done. But 
this other part of it, this part of um, my homework's done, mom. Um, and you're saying I've been, you know, head down on social media for too much of today. You're um, asking me to discipline myself about balance in my life. I just want to be connected with my friends. It's a little bit different because I've done the checklist. I've cleaned my room. I've, you know, I've helped prep with dinner and my homework's done. Why can't I do what I want? What's right. your answer to that? Well, I completely acknowledge that. And I think all parents should. If your child has hit every box with their check mark, that's a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. And now you have to get to a place where you say, okay, well, what time is it when you finish everything? Is there a reasonable amount of time to get connected? And let them have it. Decide. I know I was a good kid, but I had extremely strict parents. There was still an opportunity to take 15 minutes, a half an hour, if it was talking on the phone. And it was really fun. So whether you're talking or texting or FaceTime or doing your Snapchat, you know, your main goal when it comes to that is, yes, you've earned that privilege to have your extra time with your friend. Let's make sure it's positive interaction. Let's make, make sure it's constructive. Let's make sure it's a joyful experience for you. And then give your child that because that's another form of independence. So when you go from teaching them to be responsible about what it is they need to do for themselves and for school or for the family, now teach them to be responsible to their own emotions and that ability to connect very positively with their friends. And then I still say at the end of the day when it comes to talking, texting, Snapchat, you know, what about the old taco night? What about inviting friends over? You know, we definitely try to create a space where our kids want to have their friends over, and we create a space where the kids, the other kids, want to come over. Yeah. We need to go back to that a little bit, these sort of open potluck night. And it sounds old-fashioned, but old-fashioned worked. No, no, it's, it's true. I certainly remember, um, especially when, when the kids, um, even my son, they were crazy about playing video games, some of which I was not so crazy about and his friends would come over, but there were some really positive interactions that the kids liked to come. I always made sure I had fresh muffins baked. It sounds very retro, but it's like they wanted to be here and it felt, and it felt really good. Right. They do. Kids want that. And sometimes when you're working with your child through a social situation and they're not happy with how a friend is treating them, I say bring that child over. My eldest daughter really felt teased at school at one point in her life. And there was one particular student that really just wouldn't leave her alone. And so we invited her over for a play date. Or I did. Oh, my goodness. What did your daughter say when she found out her nemesis was coming for a play date? Mom, not want that play date at all. But I have to tell you, inviting children into your own home, you get a greater sense of what's going on in their personal environment. And that ability to also act as a extended parent to some of your friends, peers and friends. I think it's such a special place and role for a parent to have. So I do suggest that parents bring in other friends of their children. And even if it's a friend that they're having a hard time with, say, you know, let's just bring them into the home because I'm listening to you and I want to see what goes on. Let's let's get them in either cooking in here. Let's get them hanging with a game. At the end of the day, kids of all ages want to feel safe 
acknowledge in a place where they can trust the people around them. And if you invite kids in and you have any sense that they're not getting that at home, the opportunity to create that space for them is going to help shift any kind of issues or dynamics that aren't constructive or positive in your own child's life. And it may take a little bit more on your part or might seem like a bigger responsibility. But again, I'm going to go back to the awesome feeling you're going to have knowing you're another part, this whole other area that you're helping your child navigate through the world and helping another child that's going to look back on that very positively. Yeah, it's wonderful. You know, I'm I'm um, reminded of the wonderful quote by Maya Angelou. Um, they They won't remember what you said or what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. And, and what you're saying about having that role in another child's life. Right. Um, yeah. It's, 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 it's very special and very honorable. And your, and your children will see you in, in that role, a dist, a little bit of distance. Right. As you mentor another child and uh, they will be proud. They really will. Right. That you touched on something so huge. Cause I lost my mother at a young age and I remember at the funeral and afterwards for the first time realizing she wasn't just my parent. When you could see all these other people and kids who had such a story to tell. And I, every day, use that in my own life now. And I say that to other parents when they ask me, you know, my child's having this situation in the classroom. I'm like, great, bring them over. Bring them over to the house or put yourself in a situation where you're going to be able to see what's really going on. Yeah. But open up your door and extend yourself because if there's something going on in a communication situation between kids, you can pretty much be certain there's something going on in their own environment. And it's sometimes just the littlest thing of offering them that safe, playful place to be yeah. in your own home. And it's going to mean the world of difference for that child in their life as well. Really important stuff. Thanks for for reiterating that, Stephanie, because um, having that role in the lives of my kids' friends was a very important thing. continues to be in this day. Um, Okay, we have a couple more minutes. And before Mm -hmm. we go, I want to give you an opportunity to tell our listeners and viewers um, the kind of work that you do with Go Chipper and how it fits in with unplugging. Uh, Absolutely. Well, I created a program called Let's Go Chipper, and it is an eco-educational program that really brings the outdoors into the space of connecting between child and parent. And I was a 4-H child, so that opportunity to have a multi-sensory experience, being around animals, and something that required parent involvement has extended itself into my own adult life. And so we've created books and curriculum and just real-time action-oriented ideas and programs and products that will sort of demystify the, ah, what am I going to do with my kids? How am I going to unplug and connect with them? And it's just really easy to um, use Chipper as this conscientious ambassador to um, connect with your child. And we give you lots of tips, ideas, and downloadables and it's just meant to help in that early stage really that sort of three to five three to eight and make your child um see that hey there's a lot that we can do together and it's um you know great for social interaction and the core of it is really um helping children and parents connect together at the early stage so they have a a bond 
throughout life. And there's a lot of fun to be had that has nothing to do with the screen, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, I tell parents, if you have five minutes, you can you can take a walk, you can turn on the music. Most songs aren't even five minutes long. So we have this whole uh, little program called Snap and Groove. And I, to this day, my 16-year-old, she sees me like, ah, you know, from a day. She's like, do you need a little snap and groove? And you know, she'll, she'll click on Pandora while she's doing her homework and put on a little, you know, Ella Fitzgerald or, you know, something from the 80s. And we just all bounce around a little bit. And that was just something really sweet we did from an early stage in life. So Let's Go Chipper is just all about making those playful connections. And, and what's the website that uh, people can find it at? Let's go chipper.com. Wow, that's easy. easy. (laughs) Just typing it in makes you happy. It's instant happiness. (laughs) Thank you so much for this time together, Stephanie. This has really been fun. I'm going to go snap and groove now. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Okay, thank you. Bye. This is Annie Fox for Family Confidential. To learn more about my work with tweens and teens and parents, visit AnnieFox.com. And check out my parenting book, Teaching Kids to Be Good People. And my latest book for tween girls, the girls' Q&A book on friendship, 50 Ways to Fix a Friendship Without the Drama. And if you like this podcast, we ask that you review it on iTunes. It may be a little thing to you, but it means an awful lot to us. Family Confidential Podcast is produced by Electric Eggplant, creators of books and apps for parents, kids, tweens, and teens. And tune in next week when my guest will be Debbie Smith-Racanelli. Debbie is a therapist, parenting educator, and the author of the new book, Between Baby Dolls and Boyfriends, How to Successfully Navigate Your Daughter's Tween Years. Until next time, happy parenting.